Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. The playoffs are here. It is Wild Card Weekend. I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this podcast for, it seems like, forever, because the Patriots didn't make it last year, and this is the longest playoff drought I've experienced in a very, very long time. I'm Alex <laughs> Shane, here with my good buddy Rich Hill, as always, breaking down Patriots at the Bills and all other things that will be happening in this Wild Card Weekend. Rich, are you ready? Uh, it is finally here. We got through that final slog of December, which uh, the highlight of the final you know, five games of the season might have been that last game or the first game that the Patriots had against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, uh, where they won 14 to 10 in the wind. I'm hoping that the Patriots are able to replicate that because it will be frigid there. Alec, how are you feeling about the playoffs? I'm just excited to be here, Rich. As we've talked about all season, I'm glad the Patriots are in it. I think getting Mac Jones a playoff game is going to be a very good experience for him. I have little expectations beyond showing up and making a game out of it. The good news is I feel like both the Patriots and the Bills are both capable of playing really, really good football and really, really bad football. Two kind of inconsistent teams this last month in the NFL season. And so which team shows up will decide who wins this, I think. But we'll get to that in a minute, Rich. Before that, I'd love to go around the league a little bit, talk Talk about the wildcard playoffs as a whole and get your thoughts on it overall. The wildcard weekend starts off this Saturday at 4.30. It is an interesting game, the Raiders and the Bengals. The Raiders were really close to kind of running up the clock and tying it, and then a weird timeout says, all right, screw you, we'll knock you out of the playoffs, and now we'll go to Cincinnati. <laughs> um, the Bengals are a team, I don't really get a good sense of whether they're going to be good or not. Who knows? They have not won a playoff game since 1992, around there, I believe. I feel like they're kind of like the Patriots and Bills, kind of inconsistent. They can put up 30 points, no problem. They can underperform, no problem. What are your early thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, in these sort of games, I typically err on the side of which team has the best quarterback. And I think Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind this year. He's been a top three quarterback in the entire league alongside Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So he definitely gives the edge to Cincinnati if you even just look beyond the fact that they're the home team uh, and the fact that Jamar Chase has been playing out of his mind uh, of late in the year. I think that the Raiders are one of the, I think they're one of two playoff teams that have a negative point differential this year. So they they are lucky to have like stumbled their way into the playoffs as the Colts played themselves out of the postseason. So in my mind, I think that the Bengals will win this one pretty comfortably. Uh, but I do think that Derek Carr has been one of the most important players in the league this year uh, because without him, and in my mind, he's been a top 10 fringe top 10 quarterback uh, for about like five years now. And uh, without him, this Raiders team is picking in the lottery. 
That is very true. A good quarterback goes a long way, as Patriots fans learned last season and this season as well. I'll stay in the AFC really quickly. The other game is not Patriots-Bills. The AFC takes place on Sunday night, 8.15 Eastern time. The seven-seed Steelers snuck into the playoffs on some shenanigans, and they are going to <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City is their reward for that kind of crazy Week 18 in the NFL. The Steelers are not a good team, Rich. The Bad. Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC. Um, actually, I'm not, they're not probably. They are the best team in the AFC, and they're by, by a pretty wide margin. Is there any way in hell Pittsburgh goes into Arrowhead and upsets the Chiefs on Sunday night? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there, <laughs> there, there is one, or I should say there's two paths to it for the Steelers. I think I agree. The Steelers are not a good team. Big Ben has been playing poorly this whole year. Um, but this very well could be the last game of his career. This is a Steelers team that boasts uh, the league high number of sacks. They have a very good defensive front. Uh, I, I think that with Cameron Hayward and TJ Watt, you're not going to find two better defensive linemen in the entire league uh, that are playing next to each other. And uh, if, if they are going to force some turnovers on Patrick Mahomes, I think the Steelers have the defensive talent to be able to do it. Uh, and so there is a game where the, the Steelers just do enough on defense to get some balls to the offense where the only path is if Ben Roethlisberger approaches this as the last game of his career, Kobe Bryant style, throwing up 80 different pass attempts uh, and, and honestly just letting loose, right? There, there's no point in finishing his career doing some dink and dunk sort of stuff. It's not going to do anything against this Chiefs team. So let Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball 50 yards down the field, hope Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster, who just got activated, or I guess returned to practice. He hasn't been activated yet, but you know, use those wide receiver talents to get some big plays because that's the only way that the Steelers are going to beat this Chiefs team is if they play for the home run ability and they in theory could do it uh but I would never ever 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 bet anything of real worth on the Steelers beating the Chiefs yeah I agree Rich. however don't count out one of the things that really makes sports great you mentioned how this could very well be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in the NFL, especially as a Steeler, should he come back maybe for one more year and a one-year deal? I don't see that happening, but you never know. But again, something that I love about sports is you see it in the football, you see it in baseball, boxing, basketball, these toward the end of their career legends. Every fighter has got one great fight left in them. Roethlisberger goes off in the playoffs, and the Steelers are hot, and they're playing for Big Ben. Like I can definitely see that happening, that intangible element of football. But that's a very tall order. I agree. I think Kansas City takes this one running away. It's probably over by the third quarter. Uh, real quick, Rich, I know we got the Patriots bills to talk about, but the NFC games, we got the Eagles, the Buccaneers, the Niners and the Cowboys and the Monday night game to close out the weekend Cardinals at Rams. Which of these games other than Tampa Bay, obviously because of the Tom Brady connection, any of these games particular appeal to you? <laughs> I mean, I think that the Cardinals Rams has the makeup of a very, very exciting game. Honestly, I think that the NFC games are much better than the AFC games. Uh, I think the Raiders and Steelers are both pretty much duds. Um, but I, I, I think that the Eagles are a plucky team. The 49ers have come on very strong as of late. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing extremely well for San Francisco uh, but so is Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys I believe they set a, like a franchise record for points this year um, and then Cardinals Rams divisional bout you have two teams the Cardinals had been in the the catbird seat for the number one seed in the NFC for most of the season before letting it slip away uh, and the Rams have you know when they are at their best they are one of the most dangerous teams in the league so 
if I had to go choose each one, I, I would go with the, the higher <laughs> seed each time. I would go Bucks, Cowboys, and Rams. But that doesn't mean I think that those games will be boring. I, I think that the Eagles do match up well against the Bucks. I think Jalen Hurts does enough silly things uh, because he's so good that they can put up some points on this Bucks team. I think that the 49ers will give the Cowboys a game. Uh, and honestly, those are the two teams of the 90s, right? That's just like a fun legacy game. And then any, any, any divisional game in the playoffs, I think, is going to be a fun game to watch. Any divisional game, indeed, and wildcard weekend is known for upsets. That You see it almost every year. Some team that shouldn't win comes in and just gets it done. So speaking of divisional games and upsets, what a great trip, Rich. Good work. To the Thank Patriots you. going to Buffalo for the second time this season, third time overall between these two teams. Again, I don't know how much you can really take away from that first time the Patriots went to Buffalo because it was just so windy. Mac Jones threw it three times, just one of those wild games. And who the hell knows what we saw that Monday night. However, Rich, uh, it's going to be, what, eight degrees, possibly snowy, <sighs> definitely not as windy, but the weather is definitely going to be a factor. It's going to be very, very cold. Like the second coldest playoff game in Patriots history, number one was that Titans game that I was at back in like 2003, where it was miserably cold, but there's no way you can sit here and tell me that the cold weather will not be a factor in this game. Totally. I mean, like, even Josh McDaniels has been like, well, we don't play with the weather. That doesn't really affect whether we throw the ball or not. But, like, that's a bold-faced lie. Absolutely it does. Even, like, the statistics bear it out. Teams are much less effective throwing the ball when it's cold out because uh, it's just harder to throw the ball when it's cold. Uh, New England fans, very well-versed in the impact of temperature on the football and the ability to throw it. And uh, I think that we know that what the Patriots will want to do in this game is overpower the Bills on the ground, right? I mean... The path to the Patriots' victory is the same as it was back in Week 13 when they beat them 14-10, to 10, and it is just grinding it out and overpowering them and protecting the football. And yes, Mac Jones will have to make some throws. He absolutely will, and hopefully Nelson Aguilar will be back, like as in like he returned last week, but like actually back and being able to like produce for the offense. And New England is able to better complement their passing attack than they were back in Week 13. But if the Patriots can run the ball and protect it, they've had a lot of success running the ball against the, the Bills this year, so have other teams. If the Patriots can do that and keep pace with the Bills, uh, I think that the Patriots' path to victory is in a very, very tight game. Whoever wins the turnover battle wins it all. Tight game, ball control defense, win the turnover battle. Often, excuse me, win the turnover battle. Yes, uh, winning turnover battle is going to be key. The Patriots have not been taking care of the ball in December. And that football, it just travels differently through the air when it's cold. It's harder to catch. It's more difficult to grip. So that will definitely be an issue. Another potential issue, Rich, is the fact that Isaiah Wynn, their mm -hmm. left tackle, is potentially out with an injury. Uh, that's not guaranteed yet. He's not at practice. We don't know the status as of this podcast. But if Isaiah Wynn can't go, that could spell trouble because the Basil Bills are pretty strong up front. Oh, totally. And like, the way that the Patriots compensated against the Dolphins, uh, they put Justin Heron in at left tackle he was fine he was fine but I, I think with a full week of practice without Isaiah Wynn I would say that the Patriots best offensive line is to put uh, Trent Brown in at left tackle next to Ted Karras David Andrews Shaq Mason and big Michael Onwenu I think that is the way to do it Justin Heron can play that tight end in the the jumbo set uh, but I, I think that that's how the Patriots have to set up their offensive line is get their best five linemen on the field 
Don't worry about moving players around. We've seen Trent Brown have success on the left side with a full week of practice. I believe he will be okay. This is not a Bills team that has elite pass rushers on the edge, uh, but they are quite stout up the middle and they have fast linebackers. And so for the Patriots, I think they just need to have the best players. Um, and honestly, I'd much rather have, you know, the 350-pound Onwenu versus like the 310-pound Justin Heron if the game plan is about running the ball. Um, and for me, uh, I, I think my X factor is going to be uh, how the Patriots run the ball. And I kind of want to point at a few different players here because I think that the Patriots receivers are what they are. They're relatively limited. You're going to get 250 yards, maybe a score or two, um, but I don't think anyone's going to bust open and take over the game. The player who does take over the game for the Patriots is going to be Damian Harris. Uh, if he is able to play, he is the best runner that the Patriots have. I love Ramondre Stevenson, and I think he's a good compliment, but Harris is the one that has that home run ability. And I, I think that if if uh, Harris is able to break free for multiple big gains, the Patriots will be in a good spot. And that will open up things for Mac Jones in the passing attack. He'll find Hus uh, Hunter Henry if, if, if Damian Harris is able to draw the linebackers up and they have to respect his ability. And that comes with him busting and playing extraordinarily well. And so if, if Damian Harris cracks you know, 100 yards due to him playing extremely well, I think that the Patriots will be in a good space. And that's not me saying give him X number of carries and they'll win. Uh, but I think it comes down to how he produces. Yeah, definitely want to watch that monitor and uh, that injury he had. He's still not 100%. You can tell him the Miami game. Or Stevenson is a great backup, but but Harris does offer something that Stevenson doesn't. Uh, my X factor is funny. I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. And again, it's always I always feel weird picking this guy as my X factor because it's hard to pick an X factor with the quarterback. But I'm very curious to see how Mac Jones responds to a his first NFL playoff game, his NFL playoff game on the road at Buffalo, where it's going to be pretty rowdy. The Bills have not been able to go in stands as fans since 1995. You mentioned last year they made the playoff. They were empty stadium because of COVID. There's going to be a very, very big crowd. Being the Patriots at home in the playoffs is the dream of a lot of Buffalo Bills fans, and it's going to be very, very cold. And I don't know how cold it gets in Alabama, but I don't think it's as cold as it's going to be in Buffalo. So how <laughs> Mac Jones responds to all three of these these factors, which are going to be big, big elements in whether this game goes one way or another for the Patriots, not only will bode well for this game, but even the Patriots lose. Mac Jones puts an effort in. He shows he can he can handle this kind of environment. I'll take it as a good sign and go forward. Oh, I agree. I mean, the Patriots will go. If he can take over the game, if he can have some plus-size plays, that will definitely help the Patriots and their ability to win. If you look at how he's been playing since the bye week, He's been playing replacement level. He's not been good. Uh, you know, you look at that Colts, Bills, and Dolphins game, the three of them, not good. He's completed less than 60% of his passes. His passer rating, obviously not the greatest stat, but is below 80, which is very not good uh, for this era of football. And so I think that uh, if Mac Jones, who has been dealing with a hand injury, uh, he, you know, if, if he's able to shake that off, if he's able to shake off that final month of the season and go back to being the good quarterback that protected the football, that was keeping the offense on tempo during that seven-game win streak, I think that the Patriots will have a real shot at winning here. I agree. But if they are going to do well and they are going to win, you talked about controlling the ball on the ground and the offense. They're going to have to make sure they figure out. Finally, it's going to happen this week, of course. Had no problem all season on how to stop the run, <laughs> give up 200 yards on the ground. I don't know how they're going to do it, but this is a Bills team that lives off the big play. The big play is beautifully set up on play action. If you're running the ball well, you get a deep pass. Josh Allen is very, very mobile. He's going to be able to throw the ball very well. 
if the Patriots win this one, I agree it's going to be a close one, and it's going to be up to the defense to stop these long, sustained drives and end in points where they can't get off the field on third down. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the absolute worst game of the season for the Patriots defense was the Week 16 game against the Buffalo Bills. The hands-down worst game of the season. No forced turnovers. They couldn't stop the Josh Allen led. I don't think they punted a single time. Uh, they, nope. I think they turned the ball over on downs maybe once or twice, but like the they could not stop the Bills defense. And what was happening in that fourth quarter and what Josh Allen was so good at is that just the threat of him running forced the defense like specifically the linebackers to have to commit to either bite up and make sure that he that Allen doesn't get space in the open at the expense of covering the outlet player and so Josh Allen continually found pop passes to the running back or the slot receiver because whoever was covering that shallow piece had to move up towards the line of scrimmage and and the reason why he was able to do that is because he was able to escape the pocket and so for me my x factor Matthew Judon in this Patriots defensive line uh, is squeezing Josh Allen. And I, I think, in part, you look at all the numbers, Josh Allen is one of the two worst quarterbacks in the league this year when it comes to facing the blitz. And in part, that's because uh, if you do a good job containing him and you bring in the blitz, he's not able to escape, and he's going to get a little frazzled. That's like not something that is an indictment on Josh Allen. It's just how a lot of quarterbacks operate. We saw that with Tom Brady. And so if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to focus on squeezing and bringing in one extra rusher. And I, I think that what the Patriots have done in the past, I know Brian Flores was the master of it. Uh, in particular, you go back to the Patriots' defensive play calling against the Rams in the 2018 Super Bowl, is that doing those very, very late in the play, cock, uh, play clock kind of switches where you have uh, you know the safeties rotate or you, you just kind of vary where the pressure is actually coming from you do those really delay changes and keep him off balance that is the key to victory and I, I think that if Matthew Judon uh, in particular is able to you know turn back the clock to how he was performing in the first half of the year uh, and take over this game from a getting sacks perspective if they can get Josh Allen off balance early then the Patriots might be able to win this one pretty well. We do need Judon to come back to form. He's fallen off a little bit, injury, COVID list, who knows what it is. But this is he's had plenty of time to rest now, and, and they've done limited snaps the past couple of weeks. So hopefully he will be back to his mid-season form, his Pro Bowl form. We're definitely going to need him on Saturday night. Uh, my X-Factor, it's not really a defensive X-Factor, but they're always lumped in together. And I'm going to go with the punt unit, both punting and punt coverage. This is going to be a field position game. We've mm -hmm. talked about it in the past, Rich, how the special teams has been a surprising weak point of the Patriots this season. They're not getting good returns. Turns. They're committing sloppy penalties to the line to keep drives alive. They've had punts blocked for touchdowns, which isn't a reliable unit. So I need to see both good punt coverage when the other team is punting, allowing Gunner to get some positive yards, some net those hidden yards that have good field position for Mac Jones to have a long field. And when the Patriots do punt, pin the opponent back deep. Good snaps, nothing sloppy. That ball is going to be moving around, and we need good punt coverage. They cannot give away any possessions via punting or special teams errors. So hopefully they fix that this week. Oh, that's huge. I mean, that's going to be so important. Is That's like the hidden yardage here. Uh, if the Patriots are able to kind of shake off however poorly they've played on special teams, uh, if they're able to both set up bad field position for the Bills. And honestly, Gunnar Olszewski needs to break out for at least one big return. If, if, if the Patriots are able to get, you know, four or five first downs worth of yardage on special teams uh, above expectation, and so that means like a 10-plus yard return from Gunnar or, you know, get the return back past the 25-yard line at least a couple times, 
then I, I think that the Patriots, you know, that those add up. You know, if, if you get those 50 yards of special teams play over the course of the full game, that'll likely add, you know, another three points to your total. So if the Patriots can do that, if they can perform well on special teams, if they can set up the Bills on bad field position, uh, Cody Davis is playing lights out on special teams, but also you added Matthew Slater, who's, who, you know, who knows how much longer he'll be around, and Justin Bethel. You have a group of players that should be playing better than they have been. Uh, and honestly, there's there's no time like the present for them to have their best game of the year. We shall see. It's just a couple of days away, Rich Hill. 8.30 p.m. or 8.35 p.m., whatever it is, Saturday night wildcard weekend is upon us. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, man? Otherwise, prediction time. I think we should go on to the predictions. All right. Uh, I won this past week, so I figured Miami would win because it's at Miami. That means the hammer is back with me for the playoffs. It's not a, exactly a difficult pick for me to make. Cause it's just I'm going to assume at Miami they're going to lose from here on out. But that means I get the pick first. As I mentioned, both the Bills and the Patriots are very good teams when they're playing well and not good teams when they're not playing well. And they've both been inconsistent this past month. Uh, Patriots more so than the Bills. And so it really does depend which team's going to show up. If a good te- Bills team shows up, Pats have no chance. If a good Patriots team shows up, they can bring it. I just think that on paper, the Bills are a better team than the Patriots. And this isn't the year for the Patriots to go too deep in the playoffs. Maybe they get an upset in the divisional card round. I don't know, but I just don't see the Patriots beating the Bills in Buffalo in primetime Saturday night with all those fans in the stands. I think Bills have more to prove. Again, I think there's more talented team. They have a better quarterback, better receiving core. They got more big playability. You know, I'd love to be wrong, but I see Bills coming in and, and handling business pretty efficiently. Maybe the Patriots add a late score to make it close, but I'm going uh, Patriots season ends this Saturday night to the tune of 27-20 to 20 Buffalo. Ooh, interesting. Okay, well, I, I see that prediction, um, and I'm going to make this easy for us. I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Uh, I think that the Bills have definitely been the more consistent team over the final four weeks of the season. They have been averaging like 30 points per game on offense and like 16 points on defense. So they've been playing outstanding football. They rank third on offense and first in defense. The Patriots rank sixth on offense and second on defense. So they are no slouches themselves. The Patriots are better than what they've been doing over the final four weeks of the season. Yes, that game against the Bills was an absolute dud. They were absolutely terrible on defense, but they lost to the Colts due to some weirdness. They lost to the Dolphins due to some weirdness. I am hedging myself that that weirdness is not something that will be an expectation, but were, you know, randomly anomalies that happened. I think that this Patriots team is better represented by what they were doing during that seven game win streak than what they've been doing over the past four weeks. I think that they can protect the football and run the ball well. I think the fact that it's cold is going to play to their advantage. Um, But I I think that this will be a very low-scoring affair. I think it'll come down to the final couple minutes of the game. Uh, And I think that the defense who the Patriots have been needing to make a play will finally be able to do it. They'll secure the win. It'll be grossly close. We'll have years taken off of our life. But I think that the Patriots will win this one, something like 24-21, where the Patriots force a turn over in the last minute or so of the game and i'm looking at jc jackson to do it oh man as happy as i'd be with a patriots win those patriots wins where it's like an interception at the very end and i'm, I'm hearkening back to pat's ravens 2014 with that deron Harmon pick in the end zone and what a hard attack of a game that was oh, but yeah. 
we were on the right side of it. And I, you know, I will gladly, gladly eat crow on this one. That means we get two more podcasts with you, Rich Hill, versus just one more. So hopefully you're right and I'm wrong. We will soon see. Absolutely. And so we will have all of this on patspulpit.com. We will have more information to break down. Alec, do you have any final thoughts as we head into wildcard weekend? I got nothing, buddy. Let's do this. All right. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, man. See ya. Later.